0: Alrighty guys, welcome back to bro Philosophy. Here we are, we have a new show for you guys today that you're going to love. Before we jump into that show, we want to support the people that support us. So, who supports us? Well, True Protein support us. True Protein are the best supplement company in Australia. Take it from me, there's only... There's only 385 of them and I've tried them all and I've seriously, seriously done the work. And I know for a fact, 100% sure, 100%, 100% take it from me that True Protein are the best. Um, So if you trust me and you should because as I said, tried them all. Then go to trueprotein.com.au, use the code BRO at checkout, and you'll get 10% off. We're also brought to you by Yeti. So why is Yeti worth it, guys? They're a premium outdoor brand that's making some serious noise in the Australian marketplace. They're a new standard of coolers, and the two hard cooler models, the Tundra and the Rody, are at the forefront of their mission. Why is a Yeti worth it? It is a high-quality cooler that you'll never have to replace. A freezer-quality gasket and supreme insulation join forces to deliver unmatched heat and ice retention. These coolers have been attacked by bears, chucked out of moving trucks, hit by semis, dropped out of planes, and are still game for more. Sounds like they would probably beat Superman in a fight. And... They have a five-year warranty on all, co- on all cores, providing proof that the product lives up to customers' expectations. So, Yeti became a, a, a partner of ours because I work from a co-working space that Yeti worked from, and I'm good buddies with um, the head of Australia uh, and the marketing guy in Australia also, just good guys. And the company is so amazing, that they've just hit the shores in Australia and New Zealand. Um, They've been operating in the US for years and years and years, and they're rapidly, rapidly growing and can't keep up with uh, with the pace of their growth (coughs) because the product is so good. How do products grow? Marketing is a way (coughs) to promote a really great product and make it grow faster. Marketing doesn't do it all for you. You have to have a fantastic product, and Yeti are growing at bonkers rates because their product is just a 10 out of 10 so if you want coolers guys outdoor gear um, anything outdoor then head to au.yeti.com forward slash bro and check out their range lastly this show is brought to you by athena so what is athena guys so athena is basically a way for small business to scale their team to help them get more time back in their life and more money in their bank account. So how would we do that? So in business, not all tasks are created equal. So in all small business, there's a lot of tasks that are of administrative nature, repetitive nature, um, stuff that's not on the absolute top priority list of the, the, the key drivers that are gonna move the business forward, but they need to be done every week. So what we do is we find extremely talented freelancers and we plug them into our clients' businesses to help them really take the things off their plate so they can focus on the higher value tasks. That's not all we do though. We also recruit uh, specialists for specialist roles. So if you want a, uh, an audio video, sorry, an audio video producer, if you want an SEO writer, if you want someone who's worked in HR, if you want an inventory manager, if you want an Amazon e-commerce um, weapon, then we can find them. We've got them ready to go waiting. So. Um, working with us is going to cut your costs locally of, uh, of hiring somebody locally for by probably one third or one quarter of the price and that's what small businesses need small business is basically or entrepreneurs I should say are the people that are trying to change the world shape the world that we live in trying to do things better and it's bloody hard you know businesses fail all the time they fail within their first year most of them and and we're out to make sure that that doesn't happen. We're, we're out to support small business, support the people that are trying to, you know, shape the world that we live in. And we're able to do that by giving them a cost-effective, awesome team member to help them scale. So if you want 20 hours free of virtual assistant services, I actually hate the term virtual assistant, but for lack of a better term, if you want 20 hours free with a, with a team member through Athena, head to athena.co, that's A-T-H-Y-N-A, Use the code BRO when you inquire, and uh, we'll go from there. Anyway, guys, here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face.
1: And that's it. Yo. Discovery Roger. Go for deploy.
0: We all the What is the future of the new I'm I did, go that girl Giggity, 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 giggity A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production Too weird to live, too rare to die So, yep, cool. Well, we're here with Anthony Aegis from The Sizzle. Um, is that what you would uh, refer to yourself as your, your biggest um, kind of um, project at the moment is your your, the, your daily newsletter? Mo-
1: at the moment, yeah. But I mean, most people who might be watching this, might name me from a, long, a while ago, maybe about 10 years ago, from a mm-hmm. thing called uh, MacTalk, yep. which was a large Apple forum. And that's kind of what, you know, when I was in, in my 20s, what I you know did with, with, with my time. And that yep. set me up for the things that I do now. So, cool yeah, Mac Talk's where I've got a lot of friends mm-hmm. and Stuff as well. so, yeah. yeah
0: sweet so all right well who is Anthony Agis anyway tell me a little bit about yourself um yeah how would you explain yourself <laughs> and what you do
1: I pretty much uh write about computers mm-hmm. or babysit uh com- computers you know I'm either running about them or looking after them that's mm-hmm. pretty much what I've done since I could read <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah since my por- my parents bought me a computer when I was mm, 12 or 13 Yeah. since then it's just been like, that's it I've been obsessed with it nothing else is Taken my my interest really. Um, that's just been yeah. I've been lucky enough to have that passion, something that I've stuck with for this mm-hmm. this, this long, and it's been good to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, why would you say that is? Like, what was your background like? What what drew to computing, and you know, what fired you up about it?
1: I mean, I think for me, particularly in like the the late nineties and the early two two thousands, was being able to kind of be a weirdo without. <laughs> being a widow in public, <laughs> particularly the, the, the internet allowed me to kind of be who I was without any kind of yeah. sh- sh- strings attached or uh-huh. that kind of criticism from like people who, may- maybe your friends at school mm-hmm. or, you know, or family, and why would you care about that or why would you mm-hmm. want to know about that? And the, the internet allowed me to kind of be who I am, P- mm-hmm. particularly uh, people concealing the camera, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not a good... Uh, uh, a talker I mean, mm-hmm. my natural habitat is writing yep. so being that kind of face-to-face social interaction was never a strong point yep. it allowed me to benefit like, it allowed me to express who i am and what i can do yep. without having to your thoughts yeah without having yep. to be you know stand up in front of people and talk mm-hmm. and things like that so that's been kind of why it captured me so much at mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. and as i get older i've realized that's been good to me yep. and not to and as more, more more people use the internet it's been a way to kind of avoid, may not avoid, but to play to my strengths yeah. rather than go somewhere where I'm, where I'm going to have to start from scratch or build up, mm-hmm. and build up a skill or a talent. Or something yeah. so I know what I can and can't yeah. do.
0: Yeah, you lean into what you enjoy, what you feel comfortable with, exactly. and what you're good at. That's yeah. cool. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, very. Some, some
1: people say you should get outside that comfort zone. Yeah, but I've tried it and it sucks. So <laughs> <go back laughs> I've I have
0: have something I want to um, come back to, but um, I, I actually have a, a buddy who used to be the um, co-host. Uh, um, on the, I wanted to ask you about that in a sec. But um, I had a co-host on on the podcast, and he was always um one of my great friends still to this day. And he was always wanting to um conquer his um conquer his fears, and you know take himself right out of his comfort zone. And like if if, if you were Tommy, he would be, oh, he would be. I was never really comfortable public speaking, so I had to do it every day right until I got amazing it. And I was always like, why?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, in all due I mean, respect I, yeah, to, to yeah, Tommy, like I, mean, I just do him yeah. for facing that and trying to, but I, for, I think for most people, it's kind of like you try because you think that's what you should be doing. You try and it's like, this is actually really uncomfortable. It kind of hurts. <laughs> I don't, okay, the, the natural thing to do was not to yeah. um, go keep on, not, not hurting yourself, but mm. just go, going through that uncomfortableness in that, in that non-familiar territory. And it's like, mm. well, most people, Just going to stop and don't do that Mm, and mm. hopefully they find what they're good at and what they can be comfortable at yeah lean into a little bit yeah um, i think i have found it yeah um but some people don't and that's unfortunate some people fight through that uncomfortable fun but they actually are good at it and yeah. that's great
0: as well yeah yeah i just think um and i think it is good challenging yourself for sure i've challenged myself in heaps of different ways and i used to hate public speaking and now i can i'm okay with it. i've done it a handful of times but that's an example of that <laughs> yeah. probably everyone's biggest example is public speaking the most yeah. hated thing that they never want yeah. to do um so you know and i, I yeah i like self-development and, and and everything it was just such a um and me and tommy have discussed this on a number of occasions but it was a very very like line in the sand this is a fear, I must conquer it. And I was just like,
1: I don't think you do have to. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> for, for, for some things like if you're uh, afraid of flying, for example, like, that's going to be kind of an issue. For yeah, it's going yeah, so to hamper your ability to live your you, life a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can't <laughs> do the things that you want to do. I think yeah. that's when you should get over it. Yeah, but I agree. there's nothing that I haven't been able to want to do that yeah. I've been stopped doing. So yeah. it hasn't really been an issue. Yeah,
0: I would just think, and I said it before, I think you, what I would say is you just, you're leaning into your strengths and, and something that you feel that you're good at. Yes you know, and that's cool so um, so you t- you said earlier that you're a, you're a, it allowed you to be a weirdo on the internet yeah. what do you mean? Well
1: I mean, I guess it's not really a normal thing for just say, like a 13 year-old kid to just like. Back then, at least, to enjoy video games a lot, yeah. like it was just like, oh, go outside and play footy or you know something yeah. like that. Which I, I like football, yeah. But I never like playing it much. The boys yeah. were just too too rough. And yeah, I hurt myself, and yeah. I was just crap at football. Yeah, but I sort of loved watching it. A yeah, massive uh, kangaroos fan. I'll go to all the games. and yeah. watch it on TV. But playing it was just a whole different thing than watching it. And that was, you know, that was perceived as like weird. Like you didn't, yeah, do the things that that, that everyone else did. Yeah, and like, I preferred to play video games. I preferred to listen to like. Loud weird music like, yep. you know, like um, back then would have been like Nirvana or oh, um, uh, loud Honey. weird
0: music. That, yeah, Nirvana, Nirvana, one of the most popular bands but, in the last
1: fifty years. But, but as a thirteen-year-old kid in like suburban Melbourne, whose parents didn't speak English very well, yep. and you know, that just wasn't a thing that you did. Yeah, you fair know, enough. W- where are your parents from? Uh, Malta. Malta. Gotcha. Yeah, so they, they came after. Um, well, they, they came after uh, World War II. Right. Um, and came to Melbourne and, you know, it's been very good to them as well. So so,
0: with, so they came and then how later, how much later were you born once they immigrated? Um,
1: well, I was born in 1984. So yep. they, they came after... Like, their, their so they
0: were pretty settled. They'd been yeah. over for decades. Yeah, they, they oh, came gotcha.
1: as um, uh, 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 children. Yes, so, gotcha.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Interesting. Um, yeah, okay. So... So you started to get a love when you were younger. It allowed you to be a weirdo and do the yep. things that you liked and so on and yep, so forth. Yep. But then, obviously, there's a there's a gap there in between like when you were a 13-year-old kid. Gap in my understanding, yep, I mean. Yep. Uh, when you're a 13-year-old kid and when you're a um, tech journalist, I guess. To now, essentially. To now, yeah. <laughs> so so how do you actually make a career out of something like that, yeah, a mean, passion he, like that?
1: kind of, I've... Uh, <clears throat> I've uh, I fell into it really. It mm-hmm. wasn't really a, a, a choice, a plan. And the yep. plan for me when I finished in school was: all right, I'm, I'm, I'm good at computers. Mm-hmm. People who use computers get paid a lot of money. S- stick with that path, and you'll do yep. fine. Um, and I, I, I did that. I went to a, a TAFE at first. Went, did fine there. Went to uni. Totally hated it. Didn't mm-hmm. fit the way that learning style was. Mm-hmm. But then I ended up working at the uni that I dropped out of, looking after the computers there. So right. that was I, I knew enough to do good good work yeah and I, d- I did that for a few years and it's like this isn't it was, it was more interesting communicating with people who like the same things that I like yeah so that's when uh, MacTalk started in mm-hmm. 2005 2004 mm-hmm. that's when I was um, just on the internet there was nowhere for people who were into Apple products and mm-hmm. um, Australians to discuss this mm-hmm. so a friend and I started it, it as like a kind of like a, a splinter off an existing forum called mm-hmm. Overclockers Australia. Yep. And that's a big... Called what? Uh, uh, Overclockers Australia. Overclockers. Yep. So that's about... What does people. that mean? There's people who, you, you, you get a computer, you can make it run faster than it was supposed to run. Right. That's overclocking? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I knew there would
0: be a re- term like what that reference... I wanted to know what that reference yep. was.
1: Yep. So they, those people, at the time, that was pretty much the only Australian place to discuss tech stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a forum, it was a look back then would have been maybe fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 people, which, which back then on the internet was a, a fair bit of people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but the Apple stuff that I cared about and maybe like a, a dozen other people cared about, there wasn't a space for that. They would, mm-hmm. The PC guys would, would make fun of us, like, oh, who cares about that? And you know, It's not an important thing. Um, but then we built our own, mm-hmm. and it went well. People, Other people found out because they had the same interest, and yep. that built up and built up. And as Apple grew, because back then Apple was not Apple winner today. They were mm-hmm. on their deathbed, essentially. Yeah. Like they were... Like people didn't think that they would exist anymore. Oh, really? wish you. Yeah. W- w- when, when was this exactly? The, the early 2000s. Two, two, so oh, the, really? The so, right before the the, the iPod. iPod. Yes. Really? They were oh, on yeah. their deathbed. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, back, b- back in the, the 90s, um, Microsoft gave Apple <coughs> a loan and that saved them because.
0: Microsoft gave Apple <coughs> a loan? Yes, yes. So because the, they
1: were. Because uh, the theory at the hmm. time was Microsoft, because Microsoft at that time was being accused of antitrust stuff. Yep. With Windows and. Bundling Windows with PCs, yeah, forcing people to have to have Windows with the PC even though they didn't want Windows with their PC. Yep, so they thought, Look, if there's no competitor to, to Windows, mm-hmm. then the government has a case against us that we are the only competition. Yeah, so they thought, Look, it's smart for us to give Apple half, half, half a billion dollars, which for them at the time was, 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 was for Apple was a lot of money. I had no idea about this. If yeah, Microsoft, it was almost, almost uh, pocket change, yeah, and that kept their competitor alive so that they had a valid competitor to justify to the government, hey, we're not a, a monopolist, we're not. Killing off our competitors. See, look, they exist. But, and, but that also got Steve Jobs back at the company because he left the company in the, mm-hmm. the 80s. Yep. Started at uh, Pixar yeah. and uh, Next. Next, yeah. And then he came back with that investment, convinced Bill Gates to give him the money. And then, <laughs> really? then, 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 then there was the iP- First it was the, the, the iMac and the iPod. Than the iPhone. Just a number
0: of world changing um, technologies yeah. in about the space of a 10 year span. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> as pretty Apple, much. And
1: as Apple grew, my little website, uh, Maxwell, grew. Yeah. And as more and more people bought these things, they either wanted to know how to use them yep. because they were new to them or loved it so much they wanted to share that passion with, with, yeah, with, yeah. with, with other people. And yeah, it grew and grew and managed to sell that to. Um, a magazine publishing company <coughs> called a niche niche media here based in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was a nice bit of money for me to kind of do at that time whatever I wanted to uh, mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's interesting. So just on the um just oh, just on the Microsoft and Apple thing. Yeah. So they gave him a half a billion dollars. Yes. So and so because of the monopoly. Um, so it was. Microsoft forcing people to use Windows. So they wanted Apple to stay alive because Apple run their own system and that's the exact same thing, even more so. Uh, Because you can run... um, No, you can't.
1: You you can't run Windows on on a Mac now, but back then, they used a whole different architecture. Microsoft didn't write Windows for the hardware that Apple used. So when when you bought a Mac back then, it came with macOS and that was what you had to use. There was no way to run Windows on it. And Microsoft also made... Um, software like Office and mm-hmm. and uh, Internet Explorer at yeah. the time for uh, Apple. Yeah, and that was again Office was another thing people thought it's such a popular piece of software. Um, there's no, you've killed off the competitors like Lotus and Borland, which mm-hmm. no one knows who. who, who are yeah, now. yeah, history um, forgets them. Yeah, um, <laughs> which but by making it for a different platform, it kind of gave the illusion at least. Hey, look, there's choice. Don't please don't still us. Please don't. Uh, Break us up. Yeah, right. And it ended up, they got in trouble for it, but Microsoft wasn't uh, broken up. They had to do some things with Windows to make it like you had to unbundle Internet Explorer. Yep. Um, and in Europe, it was a lot more, um, a lot more things had to be taken out of Windows to be available as a separate gotcha. program. Gotcha. And that's still the case now with um, uh, Google and Android. Mm-hmm. And they've had to recently, just in the past few weeks, in Europe, they have to, when you set up your phone, by default, you'd have um, Google as a search engine. Yep. It's a Google device, mm-hmm. Google mm-hmm. thing. You have to make it now that so that when the phone loads up, there's like a random choice of other search engines. Oh, so, really? So you, you can pick Bing or DuckDuckGo Full or different on. ones because the European Union was like, hey, this is obviously, you're forcing customers to use it. There's no one else has a chance to compete Yep, and yeah, the exact same thing that happened to Microsoft back then is happening now to Google because it's just seems wow. so massive, and it's just not fair for the smaller guys to, to compete.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely not. Um, I have a question. Yes. So um, to, while we're just um, while we're talking about Microsoft versus Apple, are you a um, are you a Mac or a, definitely uh, PC, no Mac,
1: man? Mac? I mean, I use both. Yep. Um, at home, I've got a PC laptop, a uh, Windows laptop, and a Mac uh, desktop. Yep. But, um, definitely, I prefer the Mac, and that's kind yeah. of what. Again, I've been using it now for, for so long it's just we're, we're uncomfortable with why I like using yeah, but yeah. I can use both and um, if I I think for now the difference is a lot less because now everything's on, on online there's mm-hmm. way less need for um, picking one one other unless you've got a specific need for it Mm -hmm. most people can use either one and be happy with it now
0: gotcha all right cool so you sold mac talk um so this is 10 years ago so mid-20s roundabout something like that um and then what then what then what happened
1: yeah then i started a conference called Mm -hmm. one more thing which was at the time helping because at the time the the iphone just came out and when the iphone first came out there were no apps Mm -hmm. apps were just not a thing apple thought all right, we're just going to have websites, so you can build websites yep. designed for the iPhone mm-hmm. and bookmark them on the homepage, but not like a native, like the way they are now. So this is
0: the this is the the iPhone, the first iPhone. Yep, yep. So what are the what are the what features did the first iPhone have? Well, in, in if the, you're looking the, at like icons, like because they yep. had icons, right? Yep, yep, icons yep, yep, like yep, app it, icons. It, it was it, their it, own it, apps it the though. Correct. There was just no app store and external developers. Correct. Yes, gotcha. And
1: if you wanted to make apps or software for the iPhone. You had to get a job at Apple, <laughs> or make a, a a website. Gotcha. So Apple had specific things in their web browser that would make it feel like a normal app. Yeah. But the developers were like this is not the same. It's like, give us access to it. Yeah. And Steve Jobs never really wanted to. He was like, really, no, like, we don't want the device to be slowed down. They, yep. they didn't trust developers to make proper apps because at the time, yep. I don't know if you remember, there was things like the the the, the Palm Pilot, mm-hmm. I um, Windows Mobile CE, which was like the Windows phones. Mm-hmm. And they were just garbage the apps. We yep. slowed the phone down. Yeah. Well, you're reliable. giving
0: the quality of the user experience across to somebody else. Exactly. If you've and got Apple. 10 Apple apps and 50 other people's apps, you really are putting yourself at the behest of the
1: exactly uh, and of the Apple, field. And Apple never wanted to do that. Mm. But you can kind of see why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, in 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 hindsight, with how popular Apple has been, it's mm. like, all right, that was the right decision. Oh, for sure. But uh, at the time, it wasn't really. Like, the thing that Apple thought would be popular. They, they, yeah. they did it to appease their hardcore fans, the developers, and mm-hmm. ended up being like a mega billion dollar business or yeah. just the app store on Oh, for sure, 100%. So, yeah. so this was, yeah, one more thing. Yeah, so, so this so is your conference. conference. Yeah, that was yeah. a conference about making apps for mm-hmm. the phone um, because at the time it was great because when, when, when it first came out, the only people who really cared about making apps were Apple fans really, mm-hmm. because um, they had been making Mac uh, apps for the Mac in the past, yep. and they're like, "Well, I want to make my apps for this new Apple product, which is yep. great, and, and I, I I love this too." So the apps that came out were usually made by like one one, one or two people mm-hmm. in a small office, and and they made fortunes really <laughs> yeah because there was no apps so you yeah had yeah open world you know mm-hmm. a- apple at that time has sold hundreds of millions of phones yeah but there were no apps if yeah. you were first to release your apps <laughs> yeah. you had you know a, yeah a great huge chance. market and yeah. the, the mac developers had a, a advantage because they knew how to make apps software for apple products already mm-hmm. it wasn't much of a leap to make things for the phone mm-hmm. and um that was about making apps on your own. So we got developers from around Australia, and some in, in the later years, developers from from overseas, mm-hmm. to discuss how they started from basically nothing, from being a guy in a bedroom or a, a, a woman in, 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 a be- in a bedroom, to making millions of dollars yeah, some s- s- really. these apps. Because I, me, I felt at the time, those are the best apps made by people who care and are good at their skill, not. I make a company with yeah. that, that. You I have to go exactly through 55 focus. gatekeepers to, exactly. to get anything done. and, and, and The and creativity gets watered down. Right. Yeah. So that's, we wanted to really kind of uh, uh, encourage that. Mm-hmm. And we did it for three years. Yeah, we did it for three years. It didn't make any money, mm-hmm. but we had fun doing it. We, yeah. we learned a lot. because I've never done a conference before. Yeah. Oh, if you would have no, made a lot of contacts, which yeah. would be useful just, always in the future life now. and business and so forth. But that was a good learning experience. It was fun but um, it didn't make any money. So after three years, like, all right, it's not making any money, time yeah, to move on. And, yeah, yeah. Then I just went back to work and normal. job.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you, um, let me ask you this. So um, in all your, like with one more thing and your obviously obviously um, history and tech commentary, what are some of the greatest app stories that you've heard? You know, like a weird, strange, just app that just took off or like, is there anything mm-hmm. that comes to mind? Well,
1: there's a, there's a guy in South Australia called um, uh, uh, Sh- Shifty Jelly. Shift Jelly. Yep, and yeah, they right. made an app called Pocket Weather. Yeah, and another app called Pocket Casts. Pocket Weather. Pocket, Pocket Weather and, and Pocket Casts. Yeah, and they literally were just like. A, 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 That's just the weather app, right? The yep, Australian weather app. Yep. I think I have Pocket Weather, or I had you, it. You, you probably do. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it, unfortunately, it stopped working at the start of this year because they they couldn't afford to pay. The barrier of meteorology, the, the licensing fees. Right. So, because they, which is kind of the, one of the not mistakes, but just that's just how it was back when apps first started. You pay for the app, and that was it. Yeah. And everyone thought everyone's customers expected that the app would cost would never cost money again. Yeah, yeah. So like you built 149 it one forty nine or whatever, and yeah. that was it. So, so they charged uh, us nine nine cents, which is a dollar twenty here. Mm-hmm. Back ten years ago. <laughs> Yep. never saw a dime again from their customers because <laughs> but they had to keep the app going for oh, this time oh that's so crazy isn't and, it and at the Richard Limit where there's doing so many Australians who care about whether who want to pay for an app on their phone so yeah. you're going to hit the peak mark and they're like well we have to end it now because um,
0: the lifetime value of a customer is $1.29
1: yeah, which is why you said so many apps that have a subscription fee now. Yeah, I've right.
0: never seen subscription apps. Oh, I guess I have. Or, Audible or, is a subscription app. Yeah, Or they're oh, free. Of course, yeah, well, I have a subscription app.
1: Yeah. Or the app's free and there's ads and that's how they're made. Actually, I've got
0: heaps of subscription apps. I just realized. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's lots of, yeah, that's,
1: again, yeah. Mean out and sizzle, a subscription app is only really a way you can get that sustained income for long because if you expect the app to be constantly developed and mm. and, and changed and, and updated, that costs money. Like, yeah, so just the for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, and then these weather guys were they? Um, they st- stuck around for a decade well, or whatever. They're still around. But that was from that was from um
1: from about two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. Until now, and now they got purchased by NPR. Oh, really? Um, for their podcast apps. So, so they made a podcast app very early on. They <laughs> were one of the first podcast apps. Like yeah. They made up an app for podcasts. Yeah. Because <laughs> the iPhone never had a podcast app for many, many years later. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it, it took them until like t- 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 2013, 14 for an actual podcast app to be on the phone itself. Oh. So, you, so you had to get a third party app. Right. And, and Pocket Cast was the best one. Mm-hmm. And it was made in um, Australia. The guys who made it were just there were two or three people. Mm-hmm. And they made enough to have, all of them had a nice uh, living. Mm-hmm. It was a sustainable business. Um, and then uh, uh, NPR purchased them. Yep, I assume they had a lot of money. Hopefully, mm-hmm. and um, now they're you know working on what they love to do, which is make, uh, making software. So cool. That's really, that success story of of them is mm-hmm. what I would with one more thing. I wanted more of those businesses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some some happened, but ultimately that's not how it really ended up. It's been mm. like every other business. There's been a lot of um, uh, big businesses coming together. Making 150 million apps, yeah. and or they are VC funded mm-hmm. and they can run for free for years. Or they just buy up all
0: the all the little apps before they even really get much much exactly. traction. Like NPR is a good example of uh, me being a podcaster and a huge podcast listener. I've noticed um, NPR, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, who else? Stitcher. Stitcher, yeah, all buying podcast and, networks and, 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 and apps and so forth. Yeah, and Spotify, yeah. Spotify pouring billions of dollars into into podcasting and um yeah so it's interesting that these guys have their app bought i'm not surprised i've heard because um, i'll read lots of the podcasting um, reports and stuff yearly reports and what have you so yeah interesting okay cool so and then now um uh, sh- shortly i really want to swing swing uh swing into some of these really big questions i've got this more broad range stuff but and now you're um what would be your main focus now is just... Um, so you're still just employed in the industry and then you're working with and doing the sizzle?
1: Yeah. Also, well, well, when I finished up uh, uh, one more thing, um, <clears throat> I went overseas for about three months. Yep. Went a- a- around the world. Cool. It was nice because... Um, another funny story. Uh, NAB had an offer. I got, I got like a million and a half freaking fr- flyer points from a credit card oh, yeah. thing. Full on. So what? So flipping I,
0: them over? Flipping them?
1: Kind of. I mean, they had an offer. You got 100 points per transaction yeah right. and i said does that include one cent transactions yeah. and they're like any, any transaction like, okay thank you so i managed to find a way to um uh uh automate one cent transactions yeah auto charge and i managed to get one and a half million points <laughs> until now I realized i will look we're going to cut you off we'll, we'll give you the points really but no more from now on what's one and a half million points get you um, two round-the-world trips in first class. Why In first so, class? <laughs> yes. So that's what me, me and my wife did. Oh, we, my we, God. We, we, we did that after I um, finished up one more thing for the first time. Oh, that's a classic. And then I came back and thought, well, and after one, I actually went straight into like a contract job, just babysitting some computers, just some buildings computers, sitting at a desk, yep. making sure they don't ca- catch fire, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And that paid well, but it was so boring. Yeah. Then when I came back from, uh, from overseas like well now what do i do yeah and it's like well, what is there that i want that doesn't exist and mm-hmm. I, I read so much tech news and it's all just so much of it how does anyone who's not who has a job and mm-hmm. responsibilities and a family keep up with this yep. while still a nice
0: curated um professional yeah reliable uh, source, source of yeah, tech news
1: because again it's just really hard to keep up <laughs> yeah and, and if you don't keep up you, you end up being that you know old guy in the corner who hasn't changed who's not up to date with stuff and yeah. it's an embarrassment. You're playing Snake. Of, playing yeah. Snake on the 8210. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that, <laughs> At the that's tech every, conference. Well, yeah, that's every kind of tech guy's fear is to be that yeah. guy that yeah. you, when you were young, thinking, why does that guy not know this? Why does yeah, he not yeah, know yeah. about this? And I, I, I hope that The Sizzle kind of does that. It, instead of you reading all the tech news, I read mm-hmm. it for you yep. and tell you well, what's actually important. So you can spend 20 minutes, half an hour max reading this mm-hmm. instead of having to spend two three hours reading everything yeah cool every day and that's great yeah that's been good so far
0: yeah sweet so i noticed um so the sizzle is uh, um i'm a subscriber but i'm on the free i'm on the free plan yeah, at the yeah, moment yeah, that's, um
1: th- that's once a week instead so. yes yes
0: yeah. yeah. so i noticed um so you've got the subscription model um yes. set up for the sizzle um so how's it working out like is it providing is it uh, an income at the moment it's uh, building towards uh, yeah. an income well, it's I've like I've a
1: 630 paid subscribers oh that's great so that's I've been doing that for almost 5 years now so yep. it's taking a long time to build that up yep um, I've been lucky enough that I've had my wife works and I've had money and I've been able to scrounge enough freelance writing work from mm-hmm. other outlets yep supplement the,
0: supplement the growing of exactly. the, of the subscription oh that's great so
1: at the moment it's kind of where it used to be mostly freelance writing and yep. my wife's income, it's now kind of evened out a bit, where it's I can it su- su- sustains itself. Yep, obviously more would be nicer because yeah, it, it, it costs the same for one person or a million people. It's yeah, of course, it's the same kind of cost of to for make sure. the product. But
0: you've done the hard work. Yes, you know the hard work is probably that that first five year period. Now you've got a somewhat not not just the whole life sustainable income, but the next five years you'd imagine that'd be you know, yeah, I, miles I, above. Well, I, I, I which should be that, really great.
1: I hope that. Well, because most of it's been like uh, word of mouth. People, yep. people don't leave. Like once they start paying, they pretty much don't really discussion because they enjoy it. Great. Um, it, be- it becomes part of their. I hope that the way that I write it and the way that I come across, people are like, this is like a friend. I don't, I don't yeah. want to cancel a friend. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's like
0: yeah, um, a lot of my favorite podcasts. Yes. You know, they're they're free mm. and they're very well monetized because of the podcast model. Yep. Um, most of them, but if. Some of the some of the guys that I listen to, um, some of the guys I listen to, if they were like twenty bucks a month now, I'd be like, you I, I, I'd be like, I like so much. I I'd be to... like you bastard. Here's <laughs> yeah. my credit card because they are yeah. friends and fe- they're like yeah. it's well, like um
1: in, you hit me in, in your ears. it's yeah. quite an intimate. Oh, very, uh, much, medium, so. So, very, very yeah. much so, very much so.
0: Yeah, uh, it's actually um it's actually funny because I listen to um three. This guy um started with one podcast, but he's now got three. Um, He's an ex-UFC fighter, his name's Brendan Mm Shaw, and um, he's got a um, podcast called The Fighter and the Kid, which is him, he's now a stand-up comedian, but he's him and one of his um, stand-up comedian buddies, Um, yeah, so The Fighter and the Kid, and then he's got one that's a UFC breakdown one, which is just him, and then he's got one with another comedian who's fucking hilarious, Theo Vaughn, and so he's got three podcasts, but... And I've been listening to him for years. And I've heard his voice in my ears so much. And he's just a real nice guy whatever. And I, I don't know him, obviously. Yeah. I don't know him from Burroughs, So, but, but you feel like you do yeah. you Because, know, I mean,
1: when I was running a Mac talk, we had a podcast which was quite popular. Yeah. And this was back when no one listened to podcasts. It was, this was like 2006, Ricky Duvay's show times. Um, pretty much. Times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I had people, like, I'd be on, be, on, be on the train talking on the phone to my mum or to my wife. And we'd be like, excuse me. Do I? Know, oh, <laughs> Anthony from the natural podcast, and yeah. like, yes, it's like, oh, oh, nice to meet you. And people knew about my life. Yeah, asking me how things are. Well, like, I have it
0: a little bit too because yeah. I've got this this show, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Brendan Shaw, it was hilarious because I um I went to the US with with a buddy, the guy who I see, host this podcast yep. with, and I was thinking to myself, oh, actually, I wasn't really thinking this. I was thinking this after the, this happened, but I was thinking after, um, I was like, I wonder who the top three or four people if I was to just bump into someone in the US US would be. And it'd be LeBron James, <laughs> yeah, Joe LeBron. Rogan, yeah, yeah, Joe Rogan. And Brendan Shaw would probably be third or in, at least in the top five. And anyway, so we got off a plane and then, you know, we got in an Uber. But we didn't really like speak to the Uber driver very much. We didn't really, we didn't really look anyone in the face to, from like the airport to my mate's house, which was a, gy- uh, it was a gym actually and he had a room he'd set up for us. From there, we walked straight. He, was, he didn't even check us in, he just gave us the code. We walk, walked straight to the supermarket to buy some lunch. We might have walked past one or two people. We literally walked up the stairs, and the first person I walked straight directly into, face to face, and it's Brennan Shaw. <laughs> <We'll find laughs> yeah. yeah. And I literally went, his nickname's Big Brown. And I turned <laughs> the corner and I go, and I did it like I'd seen an old friend. I was like, okay. Big Brown! <laughs> and he goes, Oh! Hey man, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh fuck, he doesn't know me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that but he was great. Yeah. He was a great bloke. Like yeah. we had an awesome chat. Oh, he was excellent. super um, outgoing and really nice. And um, it was, yeah, he was a he was a fucking legend, to be honest. Um, but it was funny. Um, same thing happened to me with Eddie Maguire in um, Sorrento about ten years earlier. I just walked around the corner of this. Um, Supermarket aisle, and I was like, "Oh, good day, Eddie." <laughs> and then I was like, "Ah," he goes, "Good day, mate." And I said, "Oh, sweet. forgot." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But, but yeah. Oh, yeah. No, um, that's great. So you're in the podcasting game, um, early days. I was I listened to podcasts from day one. I listened to the Ricky Gervais show. Yeah, yeah from, I, from I, I I enjoyed that too. But Ricky yeah.
1: Gervais is I don't know now. All right, we've seen enough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the gold the, globe stuff yeah there's not a lot of yeah. new, new, new material there to so yeah. listen to what he was doing back in 10 years ago alright it's funny then I've heard it before
0: yeah 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 I think he's creatively the greatest creative on the planet um, but I don't particularly love his stand up I like it I think okay. it's alright my, my um,
1: favorite stand up was him he was in uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 oh yeah so at uh, 4 in, there was a room you, you could go with the characters in, in, uh, into a club Ricky Gervais was in it. Yeah, and he did like a whole hour of comedy in this game. Oh, really? And, and you can sit there as, as a character and watch Ricky Gervais do comedy. What? Yeah. Really, because that's classic. That's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, nah, he's
0: my favourite creative on the planet. Um, I don't I don't mind his stand up. I think it's good, and I've liked most of what he's done at the Go- the Golden Globes. Pretty much all of it. Um, Although this year I saw a couple of things and he was taking the piss out of like the rich and famous and so forth. And he's rich and famous yeah, as well. Um but, but anyway, but I love him. I just, um, The Office, Extras, um, An Idiot Abroad, anything that he's created, him and Steve Merchant, I've just, they're all, all my favorite shows and movies. He's only done one movie, but that he's created, not starting. Anyway, um, enough about Ricky Gervais, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, cool. All right, sweet. So, um, well... We'll probably go in and out of you know your life story and, and bits and pieces around this, sure. um, Anthony. But I want to ask you um, some big questions in tech. And I, as I said earlier, it might be um, some of it might be very much like bordering on futurism, you okay. know. Um, but that's cool. I don't yeah. expect you to. It,
1: it, it's fun because I can make up whatever I want, and no one yeah. will know if it comes true or not. <laughs> yeah, so that's if right. It does great. If it doesn't, well, well I was wrong.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So look, <clears throat> um, I mean, we have a number of different. I have a number of different questions written down here. And I'm probably starting with the biggest or second biggest of these six things that I've jotted down. Like, um, yeah. So, artificial intelligence. Yes. Yeah. So, um, obviously, it's a concept that not very long ago was um, probably science fiction. You know, people have been saying that it's coming through the, the, the is it Moore's Law?
1: Moore's, Moore's law is more to do with the amount of transistors on a CPU. Yes. Artificial intelligence is like the aim is to have general artificial intelligence. That's the kind of true. Yes. Like a brain in a CPU kind of thing. Yes. That is debatable. That's I, that, right. Yeah, that's the, the big one. Yeah. My, my I, I guess
0: where I didn't finish my sentence. I guess where where I was saying was, um, due to Moore's law, mm-hmm. it's always been said that at some point computers' processing power should catch up to the yes. processing power of the human brain. Okay. And then and then obviously. Well, I'm yeah. I'll just shut up in a sec. But um, but artificial intelligence. Do you think it's on the horizon? Do you believe in artificial intelligence first? And if so, when and what would it look like? Do you think?
1: I think at the moment, artificial intelligence. Most of the demonstrations that you see are just fancy, like lists, and they can, because computers are getting faster and faster. Mm-hmm. it can sort through that list of a, a billion different choices faster than. A human can, go faster than it can before, and it can look like artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Many products that claim to have artificial intelligence don't. There's a person on the other end, like um, uh, Ring, you know, the Ring doorbells, for the yep. Amazon doorbells. Um, a lot of their AI facial features was actually a team in uh, Ukraine who would watch videos live and say, oh, oh. there's <laughs> really? so a person Really? A lot of that stuff doesn't necessarily be true. It's phony. Artificial intelligence, to me, means at least this, these are things that can, we don't have to give it any kind of uh, information mm-hmm. it, it just knows yep and John Carmack he's one of the like a legend of programming he made Doom and Quake yep um, he recently left Facebook because he used to work at Facebook doing the Oculus right stuff so that yep. was his like Facebook poached. Like that's the, VR AR uh, uh, virtual reality yep. so the headset you look at yep. you feel like you're in a thing and he left Facebook to work on he thinks he can achieve general artificial intelligence on, on, on his own in the next kind of five years so he's pretty much that's his thing now. So he's going to sit. That's his task. They're trying to try and achieve that. And if anybody can, it's probably him. <laughs> wow. So that's, I'm waiting to see what, what, what he does in terms of that. But in terms of what we have now, no, it's just fancy lists and databases and sorters. Of. It's kind of like a lot like, uh, the blockchain stuff. Yeah. That's just like a, a database. Yeah. yeah. So for,
0: sh- for sure. But I mean, in the future, so... When I think of artificial intelligence, I think of the Turing test, and I had to, I was racking my brain because I couldn't remember what it was. Yep. What, and, uh, but yeah, so the Turing test. So obviously, um, when you can't decipher whether it's a human no, or a computer well. that, you, that you're talking to, and you know the, the processing power being the same as a human being, and you know, yeah, you will not being able to decipher decipher the difference between the two. So. <clears throat>
1: Is that a reality on the horizon? Oh, we, we have that now. Like if, if, if there are Turing tests now that you can do online, and it's like, I don't know if this is a person or a robot. Um, so that, yeah. that works, essentially. Um, if it's done right, it works. But that's not necessarily artificial intelligence. It has to be fed information first. Yeah. A human has to set that up. Yeah, General artificial intelligence means, essentially, um, you can ask it a question and without having to preload it with, 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 with any source data and you mm. can find that data um, interpret that that data without having you to make a model for it. Yeah. And that, I think, could it happen? Maybe. Will it happen in our lifetimes? Maybe. Again, it's so hard to say, but um, definitely people like John, um, uh, Google is definitely mm. trying. Oh, yeah, for and sure. I, and I think the the limit will be not so much the technology, which is in most cases, it'll be what society is comfortable with. Mm. I think when it actually happens, society will be like, shit, that's a bit scary. We don't want, like um, facial r- r- recognition stuff. Mm-hmm we're getting to the point now where facial recognition is so is getting so good it can be used you know, in a way that humans or oh, society is not comfortable with yeah Our minority people. reports are exactly yeah and that's not it to a few nerds it sounds cool and good mm. or if you step back and go oh, my, my tech, i'm not responsible for what my technology does it's fine but mm. if you care about how humans are treated and how s- society operates you can't make this stuff without thinking of what happens once it's yeah, absolutely it's done for sure yeah, and that, in the past we didn't think about that we just thought just do it get it done mm. and it's not going to affect me or it'll sort itself out or they have an, an, an ideal notion of how it will be used and mm. they forget that it can be used in a bad way as well as a good way and mm. I think that would be the, the limit of artificial intelligence not so much it being able to happen when I don't know no one knows anyone tells you mm. a, is a, a, no, trying sure to, take, take, to take your money but yeah. or I a think, futurist <laughs> or a futurist who <laughs> makes money from <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. but um, I think yeah, that would be the limit so, so society's comfortableness with it.
0: I actually, um, actually uh, I tried to read Superintelligence. you know Superintelligence by Nick Bostrom?
1: I've heard of it, but I, 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 I don't read many, iti- many, many books about that kind of stuff. Yeah, just, yeah. like, I find them really boring.
0: So. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I was so pumped about reading Superintelligence. And I was listening to it, actually. I have the book in my yeah. bookshelf there. Uh, but I was listening to it, and it just, it was too dense for me you know i couldn't i was like surely there's going to be some stuff that you know in layman's terms here that i can really wrap my head around a lot of it i guess a lot of it i could but it was just it was too dense but i have read um i've read heaps on the topic to be honest but i've read um, another book that i really recommend i forget who the author is um, but it's called our final invention or our last invention and it talks about the concept of once we get to general artificial intelligence that should be the point at which realistically if we're the ones and i know that we're already not in some certain um circumstances but if we're the ones that are writing the code and programming the computers to get better and get better and get better to reach this point of artificial intelligence general artificial intelligence what do they call the um when you're in a black hole the bloody when you can't go back isn't it called the um
1: call a vortex, uh, no the vortex.
0: um the event the horizon uh, no it, it, singularity the singularity uh, singularity, so the singularity, yes, the singularity. That's been... Probably that, since the uh, 90s. Or something yeah, yeah, that's that. a term that, 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 that frequently used. So once we reach the singularity, once artificial intelligence is as powerful as humans, then doesn't it become, okay, cool, well, we shouldn't really be the ones writing the code then because if, if their computer, if the Moore's law means that the processing power will continue to you know, rise or double in every couple of years, whatever the, whatever the stat is, then it should be the computers over the next years that are writing the computer and it should snowball and get to the point where they're so much more powerful than us. And in that the reason I say this is that <clears throat> that book, um, Our Final Invention or Our Last Invention, it has a quote in there and it says Artificial Intelligence is like waking up artificial intelligence would be like human beings waking up in a jail policed by mice. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean the popular sci-fi trope is that artificial intelligence gets so good it kills us all. Yeah. That's that's the terminator. Yeah, terminator. So that's yeah. you know, Got to be
0: careful. (laughs) But so, well, I want your opinion. So artificial intelligence, I sit one way. I I have a um, particular side of the fence that I heavily sit on. So I've written BAB here. Um, But good or bad, artificial intelligence. For Say it does, say in our lifetime. Say we're gray-haired old men, 60, 70 years old, and artificial intelligence, so that would be 40 years from now, Mm. general artificial intelligence, five years later, it's wildly more powerful than us. Is it a good, bad, scary Utopian what is it
1: I I I watched terminator I think <coughs> in the look like, terminator I think it look terrible. like terminator I think so fuck think <laughs> that's, that's 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 my my nightmare I, I think if if, if it's not done properly which going by the past you know, 20 years of technology it hasn't been done properly yeah you know, we've really learned from our... I mean I mean um uh, Elon Musk reckons it's going to yeah. be a disaster too.
0: humanity's biggest f- uh, issue that we will face yeah,
1: is artificial intelligence and I mean yeah. you look at how
0: Stephen Hawking said the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Smartest bloke ever. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> I, 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 think they're onto something there. I think. Yeah. If not done carefully and properly, and there'll be some someone who doesn't listen to the rules or doesn't perceive what how it should happen properly, and then yeah. they'll just go and do it. And yeah. once technology is made, it's hard to take that back. Yeah. And you know, then we're in a, a mess.
0: Well, Nick Bostrom's, um, Nick Bostrom from the um uh, superintelligence book. His famous um, analogy is, or his famous um, thought experiment is. What happens if you said that okay cool we want um as many paper clips as possible made in the most efficient way so on and so forth and we forget to program the fact that it's coming out of this like little um you know um this little sample of metals that we have to do the experiment and then um you don't program the computer correctly and it turns all of earth's matter into paper clips you know (laughs) like that's you know that's the the paper clip theory which is um that's not really Skynet. That's not really, um, you know, meaning to do evil and do us harm, mm. but that's just
1: that human error. Yeah, the unintended consequences. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, that's what's so difficult about almost all tech tech stuff is once it's made so hard to take back, you really have to be careful about what you do in the first place. You have to yeah. explore what is the worst case scenario because that will probably happen. <laughs>
0: For sure. Um, so I actually, yeah, I love hearing about AI and reading about it and... and watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts and whatever, talking to people like yourself, I actually lean towards the utopian side of it.
1: I, I hope that's what happens. Yeah. But, uh,
0: and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, so correct me if I'm wrong, Moore's law is the law that computer processing power doubles every two years?
1: Well, it wasn't necessarily computing power. It was the amount of transistors that you can fit in a, you know, that you can fit in oh, a package. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. And... Um, that's coming to an end. Like mm-hmm. uh, Intel have kind of hit a, a wall with that. Um, TSMC, who make the chips in iPhones and um, other products, they're getting to the. Like, the the wires inside those CPUs are like five nanometers now. Yeah, right. I mean, that's we're getting close to it. It's like one atom wide. <laughs> they st- st- they start they start to stop working because yeah. The, effects to that because it's atom. not even a thing anymore yeah yeah <laughs> it, or the there's a lot of um uh, uh, leakage from that atom because a transistor is, is a, a switch Jesus on Christ. Oh, on God. or off and it's so small now it's bringing the problem to that we actually can't fit any more transistors into for a long time people thought there'd be no limit but we yeah. have hit that limit now and now it's like all right now what do we do once we hit that, that so limit? would the
0: next thing be nanotechnology nano
1: uh quantum computing seems quantum to be what um, so, what is I've quantum been...
0: computing? Because realistically, I've heard that term so many times, and I don't know what the fuck it means. I mean, I... <laughs> and probably none of our listeners do either. Let's um, be honest; I'm... we don't have scientific, yeah, powered, you know, listeners. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> f- from from my un- again, I don't really know either. But from my understanding, is uh, uh, you've got ones and zeros in a normal computer, on yeah. and off. In a quantum computer, you've got more than on and off. You've got different states. Yeah, so uh, uh, one switch can be comp- put to multiple things all at-, at once. Mm-hmm and because of that it's just insanely more powerful because instead of having on or off you can have on and off times 5 yeah because that makes it way more powerful at, at the moment it's 5 the, the hypothesis is that you can have billions because the quantum on is... and off times 5 yeah so it's kind of like if things are not on or off things sit in the middle of it and you can change those yeah it's yeah, not yeah. on or off anymore like it, it totally upends <laughs> the method of computing as we know it it's not binary it's not a transistor it's not like a switch it's yeah um, a quantum state a multitude of yes. options and that makes that's what makes it so fast but that's also right. what makes it very difficult to program for to make software for so it's fine to have these super fast computers but if you can't make software for it it's kind of useless yeah so but if they do become popular and they do become fast if there's some people would learn those techniques I'm sure when computers first came out binary was a bit confusing for people and it still is for a, a lot of people people would learn quantum programming instead which you know could lead to that kind of artificial intelligence could lead to um, a lot more discoveries because it just um, mm. sounds multitudes faster. Interesting.
0: Yeah, right. So, yeah, well, my whole thing with the um, the good, um, positive artificial intelligence is because I always thought the Moore's Law meant that... Well, put it this way. I always was under the impression that computers were going to continue to get pe- more powerful. Yeah. So, if we're to get to artificial intelligence, that does have to be the case. Yes, and, so, and, and
1: it will happen, but not with transistors. Yes, power. yes. And that would be... on probably a quantum computer
0: yes so so say say that is the case and say that in 40 50 years we do get to artificial intelligence general artificial intelligence then within three five ten whatever it is depending on however fast computers are progressing they're going to be doubly as powerful as us and then also 10 years after that they're going to be four times as powerful as us and eight times and 16 and so on and so forth in that compound interest snowball effect so Within another 50 years pa- <coughs> past the time that we reach artificial intelligence, computers should be, and I haven't done the, you know, compound growth, but whatever they would be, they would be 150 times more powerful than the human brain. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then shouldn't we be able to say, hey, Google, or hey, Siri, how do you, f- how do you uh, eradicate global poverty hey Siri how do you fuck off cancer yeah. hey Siri how do you that's, repair that's, the ozone that's the theory or re- global, I mean, that's, reverse global warming
1: that's, that's the theory yeah and you know that kind of stuff does happen now I mean the way that we cure cancer now is feeding it a whole bunch of data and going through every single different scenario that that cancer can have and finding out what works And that, that's how we predict the, um, the weather we feed yeah. it a whole bunch of data and you, and you predict you know alright based on these 10 billion different uh, data options. Points this one seems to be the most realistic. That's the weather forecast for the next week. Really? So that's what we do now. It's just that when you have faster computers, you can do that a lot faster. Yeah, right. Um, and there's different ways you, that, you, that you can optimize that information. That's what programmers are um, you know, working towards and people earn lo- lo- lots of money to try and do it. And that's what Google has been doing with their um, uh, Go. So I'm not sure, There's a game called Go, like a, a Korean board game called yeah. Go. It's, it's kind of like chess in a way. Yeah. Um, that was considered to be the last um <clears throat> kind of human endeavor that a computer can't beat us at you know, Like there's chess and backgammon and checkers all this kind of thing Computers yeah have us for years now yeah go was the last one because it was, it was quite a complicated game um google's computer thrashed the grandmaster at go oh, over really? and over and over and the guy has stopped playing go now I, I <laughs> he's can't, just uh, off it yeah like I've, <laughs> he's I've, cracked the shit yeah he's pretty much like <laughs> I'm, I'm not as good as the computer oh. I'll, I'll play for fun but not a, as a, at a computer level so stuff like that, getting faster and faster with things and processing data faster and faster is what will lead to those kind of things. Mm. It it won't be one big bang where all of a sudden you've you've got it. It'll be a gradual build-up where we've amassed so much data Mm. and we can process the data so much faster because of faster CPUs, faster drives, faster um, programming uh, 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 algorithms Mm -hmm. that we will that, that was what artificial intelligence will end up looking like more than like a, a, a oracle kind of thing that just can just conjure out, 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 out of nothing, and that's what Mark Zuckerberg's foundation is trying to do. Um, the AWS, the um, Amazon's web, web services, web services yeah. you can do that kind of stuff on there. It's just yeah, and really? maybe. One day there'll be a, mm. a breakthrough that'll make things mm. 10% faster and we will notice it. And yeah, But that, but that's how medical research happens and like nuclear weapons research.
0: Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what my utopian kind of... If it becomes that smart, we have so many issues that we can't figure out, then it, we don't it, have computer. to figure it out. We've just got to get the computer to figure it out. So that's my grand hope for everything. Um, if computers become conscious, you know, then we're probably <laughs> fucked. Um, Skynet. Yeah, that's when it becomes... That's when it would become Skynet. You know, that's the other, you know... Yeah, so I mean, cool, sweet. So t- we just talked about data and how important it is to like science and computering, uh, computer programming and so on and so forth. But what about like um, one of the questions in tech that I think is like quite pressing at the moment and, and um, so on and so forth. Um, so, here, so here's an example and I've used this example so many times on, on the podcast. It actually happened on the podcast but I had a buddy of mine he came around to do a podcast. He's like a fitness dude and a really interesting guy, and he'd been traveling the world. So I just wanted to get him around, have a bit of a catch up, and do a podcast. And it was me, Ed, this is my mate, and then Tommy, my co host. And Ed came around at about 10 p.m. at night, and he'd just come from footy training. He started playing footy again, and uh, it was so ridiculous. Came around at 10 o'clock at night. He had his full footy gear on, middle of winter, like. <laughs> long um, skins, yep. footy socks pulled up still and he just had runners on and he had his jumper and I'm like, mate, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, got to come straight for footy training, mate. Anyway, literally 10 p.m. at night. We recorded for an hour and then I was so exhausted. It was like 11 p.m. I'd just been talking for an hour and I was just... I just was... I remember finished recording and said, see you later, Eds. And then Tommy just bailed straight away, went home and then I went straight to bed. But what happened inside of the show, the one-hour show... We talked about it was a travel roundtable um, show, so basically just talking about travel in general. And Ed goes, um, Ed goes, have you guys uh, have you guys heard about the swimming pigs in the Bahamas? And I was like, the what? He goes, the swimming pigs, you know, the swimming pigs in the Bahamas. I said, no, Ed, I haven't heard about the swimming pigs in the Bahamas. What are you talking yeah. about, mate? And he goes, there's these pigs in the Bahamas and it's like crystal Caribbean waters crystal clear Caribbean waters and all these celebrities and influencers and all that they're all flying over there and blowing <laughs> this thing up and now you can go and you do like a $10,000 holiday you stay on this island of the Hamas and you swim with these pink pigs okay. I remember it so so well because it might have been the hardest of laughs in the podcast because Ed goes Ed said something like he goes but you know what I'm worried he goes is who's sunscreening these poor bloody pigs? And then we started talking about slip, slop, slapping these pigs and all this stuff. And we were just laughing our heads off. And then anyway, I've never in my life, 100% without a shadow of a doubt, heard of the concept of the pink pigs. I've never searched it. I've never Googled anything like it. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. And the next morning, I woke up and my Facebook feed and Instagram feed was flooded with swimming pigs in the Bahamas. (laughs) <laughs> so my point, my point being, how did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah. And and like the data security thing, you know. So obviously, data is science. Science is, is data driven, which our world is data driven uh, and driven by science. But you know, personal data and and so forth, and data security, and like I feel like we're getting to like what you said with um the facial recognition stuff. We're getting to like a Big Brother, nineteen eighty four style setup. You know, I feel like. So, talk to me about what you think the future, again, I know you're not a futurist, but like the future and where we're at now, even with like data security and just where the world's going in that regard because it's not, it's, I don't know. I
1: mean, if you you look at China, you've got a good example of what will happen in the Western world. I think the temptation to do that stuff is just too great for people to, for governments and law enforcement to resist. Like literally just this, the biggest story right now from the New York Times is about a company called um, uh, Clearview AI, founded, f- founded by, by an Australian guy, and they sell to law enforcement all around the world to match security, security camera footage to um, social media photos. So let's say there's a photo of you in, in having a nice holiday on uh, Instagram, and the police um, have a, a crime that happens, and they have got footage of a person who broke into a car, for example. They can you've got no reason to be sus- a suspect in this crime, but perhaps you were in the, the area at that mm-hmm. time. Um, they will put a picture, they'll, went, they'll get the picture from the security camera footage, pump it into this Clevia a- 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 AI software, and it will search all of Facebook or all of uh, Instagram to find a match. And Whoa. it's so, f- we're getting so fast and good at it now that they can ID people that they haven't ID'd before. Ah. And that's not, f- like, that's happening now. And this make- company's <sighs> making billions of it that's kind of good though in a way there's just Yeah, it's good enough good can, and bad Well, Microsoft's um, president not, not um, uh, such a Nadella the president of the, of the board and who's their chief lawyer he recently said that because the EU wants to ban future recognition for five years while they figure out what happens yep and he's like don't ban it because the good things can be done with it like this said there's a, a missing child and you want to find that missing child if you ban virtual recognition technology for five years. In that five-year time, we can't use that to find missing kids. Yeah. Everyone wants to find missing kids. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, if, if you're someone who's been wrongly accused, because the AI software is not perfect yet, it's yeah. like a hit and, very hit, hit and miss. Yeah. Particularly if the source footage is, is poor quality source footage, you could be accused of a crime you had no connection to yeah. because this AI software thinks you're a 70, 70% match. Yeah. Suddenly you're in court mm. and you're lost, ruined. Mm. And even worse for a minority group if you're a black or um, a a Muslim or Mm. any kind of non-white normal person with the funds to uh, defend themselves. So it can be good in some ways, bad in others. And I think our capability as a democracy to regulate this stuff (coughs) is very limited. In China, they do it because that's what they... The government wants this. It happens, it gets done, and that's their choice. But in Western countries it's a lot hard. Some people do want it. Some, if you make the argument that we can find missing kids, it's very hard for someone to go, oh, I don't want to find missing kids, fuck them. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. No, no one wants to say that. Yeah. But it's a, it's, a, it's a lot muddier of an argument, so that's why we end up with these imperfect systems that are just a mess. And mm. that's not the future. That, that, that's happening now. Mm. Facial recognition stuff is probably the most near problem we have with that we can m- maybe try and avoid a disaster if, if done properly. Mm. But... Um, yeah, it's 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 a very difficult thing to resolve.
0: mm, And what do you think about the fact that everything is tracked? You know, like everything. <laughs> obviously, when you talk about Facebook and Google yeah. and um, Spotify and YouTube and whatever, it's all all of our the things that we like. It's all just run by commerce and capitalism. You know, like it's all just that is that is what it is. So, but what do you think about the fact that every every single thing we think they know that we're about to think it before we do. I I
1: think, I I don't like it in the first place, but I don't think it's as advanced or as detailed as what people make it out to be. Mm -hmm. I think that, you think about how how online ads are so poor at targeting what you want and getting you to buy stuff. Mm. I don't don't think I've ever bought anything from a a Facebook ad or from an Instagram ad that I would actually have not known about before or, or just purchased in the first place. Mm. All that data, all that all the smart people doing that stuff, yet they can't convince me, convince me to buy a $10 p- pair of socks. Mm. That's I, I, I don't think it's as useful as people think it is. And the real skill is in telling what's good and what isn't. And I, I, I don't know. I think it's bad that it exists because it creates like a big honeypot of this stuff that can be uh, taken in the wrong context. Mm. But I don't think it's being used as efficiently as people think it is and as quickly mm. as, as people think it is. Mm.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, we'll leave that one. So I have another um, interesting um, question. So this might not be in your field of expertise. I don't know, but I think one of the issues that we have at the moment is um, algorithmic content. Okay. Yep. So what I mean by that is um, I interviewed Kevin Kelly, who you were probably um, Kevin, would have got, the, got the, a the
1: fan of a thousand true fans. Yeah, yeah. So He's um, big, big influence on, on on what I
0: do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin Kelly. Um, I thought you would for sure know Kevin Kelly, and that was a great, great show. He, um, he had just released one of his uh, most recent books, and I forget which uh, what the book was called. <laughs> to be honest, it was about two years ago we interviewed him, um, but it was basically twelve trends for the future. That was like what the book's premise was, and it was something like that was the actual title. But um, so Kevin Kelly was talking about um, the fact that algorithms are ruining our ability to make a clear and informed decision on important topics. So what I mean by that is like, YouTube's the world's second biggest search engine and I myself spend so much fucking waste of time on YouTube. I like it. Yeah, yeah. If there's content that I'm going to scroll and sit in front of or whatever, I prefer it over Facebook and Instagram any day, that's for sure. But I, I spend too much time in there, you know? So, mm-hmm. But the problem is <clears throat> everything is so... Well, probably, maybe not more than in, in, in you know, the past, but I was, what I'm about to say is that it's more like um, volatile and so on and so forth, but it's, uh, maybe not. But, but what is happening is you pick a side in a debate or an argument or religion or, or politics and you get fed over and over and over that viewpoint. You don't get fed the ultimate viewpoint to say, hey, cool, I see that you're leaning towards this. Have you ever thought about this watching this video that complements this and it tells the story in a different light. We don't get any of that. Mm. We get fed what we want. And I think um, I think that's a huge issue. And I think that's why there'll continue to be way more of a divide between, you know, people that sit on one side of the fence on the gender equality topic and global warming and left versus right politics and all that stuff. I think it's because we get pigeonholed into these groups and communities and threads and algorithms that keep feeding us the same information that we like to be fed, which is information that we currently believe in. Mm. You know, rather than uh, uh, picking up a newspaper and although newspapers lean towards whatever they want to lean towards and you can't control that really either, they're much more... they're, They're not... They're not one. They're not. It's not a news. It's not an e-newspaper mm. that feeds you the stuff that you want to read. It's like more balanced, but it's that's not the it way we to, consume. It has to
1: appeal to a broader audience to get. Yeah. You know, people actually buying it rather than like ten thousand people. The 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 long tail of that audience doesn't work in a physical media. No. Broader. Yeah.
0: That's right. So, um, again, I mean, I don't know. That's.
1: Uh, I mean, when I see that, is it's it's quite a simple thing. I mean, they've worked out that the the whole purpose of these businesses, particularly like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram videos, <coughs> is to get that um, uh, in, engagement stat. Mm. The longer you're watching it, the more chance that the, as they show you will have some kind of impact. 100%. That's their core reason to, to exist. Mm. And they know that based on the experiments that they, 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 they want to use without their um, uh, per, per, permission, that if we make you angry or if we make you upset or if we antagonize, that antagonistic kind of content is gets like, mm-hmm. people watching more yeah it's just the a, a fa- you may think that you're that that's not who you are and that's not how you react but yeah it's human it, nature it, it, yeah it yeah. probably is and all your content that you that that you agree with yeah and they know that if they do that you're gonna watch more and mm. that's the reason why they do it there's no I don't think it's it's a conspiracy to mold society or a conspiracy to um change people's minds it's, it's simply put you watch more no longer for sure if you like that no I agree they shouldn't the algorithm to send you those kind of videos and they can sell you ads. Whether it works or not, I don't know, but that's, that's pretty much what they're doing.
0: No, I agree. I agree. I agree, I agree with all that. Um, I just think that it's not a sustainable way to have a society f- function. Oh, no, no, it's not. You, you no, know what no. I mean? Yes. So, and, and, so and that's
1: the, the downside of it. Like, we're going to end up, you know, as more and more people use that as the information source and don't trust or don't regard the other sources mm. of information, we're at the behest of a handful of uh, American companies and it's like is this what we want and the Australian mm. government the uh, A3C, investigated the whole digital media uh, marketplace mm-hmm. it was arguably it was done because Rupert Murdoch the News Corp Media and Fairfax were annoyed that they can't compete with with, with Facebook for, for ads or, yeah. or Google for ads <coughs> but it revealed interesting concept that um, the companies are just so big and they've got so much money and they're good at what they showing you what you want to read yeah. what you want to see it's really hard for others to compete yeah and even just on a money-making basis google's ad platform is so big oh. if 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 you're a person who's looking to place ads you can get 90 percent of your market with one with google mm. or, or or facebook why would you bother putting an ad on the age mm. or on the Herald sign yeah that's right so that with the ads they die and that's the simple matter of it is yeah, that that ad market.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I I just think that at some point, somebody has to police that, and this is where well,
1: that's that, that's where it get gets really <coughs> spicy because mm. who we want to police what information that we read. That's that's never happened. Before.
0: Or not police the information that we need, but police the um have some sort of standard in place that says. You can't feed people continually one sided opinions on the algorithm has to be more even because there used to be fair fair news laws I, I i spoke to a journalist about this the other day, and I don't know too much about it, so i won't really go too far into it but it used to be in like the in like a hundred years ago it used to be if you print fifty pages of a newspaper. Mm-hmm. 20 20 have to be this, 20 have to be that, and 10 have to be that and I'm talking about like it's all very much even and then the tabloid news came out and the news has been fucked for 100 years since then but so I don't know what we do but and I think that yeah I don't know I I, I think the future the next wars will be tech versus government and it'll be government trying to do things like this what I'm talking about government trying to control money that like if Libra took off obviously Facebook's currency which is probably not really going to from what I can I'd like to talk to you about that as well but I think that the next big wars that we may have might be governments versus tech because tech is becoming the government, you know. Tech is becoming more powerful than the government. Got all, all they don't have is militaries. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I agree. I think there's one issue, particular um, uh, backdoor encryption debates in getting into people's phones and for law enforcement, that's been a big mm-hmm. issue in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the assistance and, and access bill, the law, where um, if the federal police say, look, we need to get into this person's phone, if you work at that company that makes the phone or makes software on the phone, you have to do it; otherwise, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. You know, other countries want that kind of law in their systems, like the United States right now. We th- have that in, the, in Australia. Australia. Yes. Do I, we really? Yeah. Th- gotcha. this, this happened last. I remember last in year. America,
0: they Apple were pushing back with the government. and They said no. Correct. In America, yeah. they have. Yeah.
1: But and they're still the, like, just literally in the past week, the Attorney General in America asked Apple to unlock an, 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 another phone, and Apple said no. Really. And so they're dying to get that kind of law in because. Yeah from law enforcement point of view, tech companies are holding back catching criminals. Yeah. Um, but tech they are kind but of, I guess. But it is, it's, it's true. Like, it's like
0: breaking into someone's house to look for... Oh, yes. it's like a warrant. I suppose you, should, you have a warrant to look search a house. But, and, and you, and can have, you should they, have a warrant to search a phone.
1: They do have warrants. The problem is they just can't, unless the owner of the device gives a, a password or a pin, yep. you just can't get in. Like if, if, <laughs> that's, if, that's pretty like, good, isn't it? That yeah. The tech is that, that locked yes. solid. yes. And arguably, it's debatable <laughs> as to how is like some people think that if they cash to get can get in, into these phones, yeah, it's just it's a pain, and they want it so that they don't have to go through all this mess to get it. They just have to. There's a, a way in for them, yeah, to make, to make it easier for them, yeah. And but uh, ultimately, it's, it's it's a constant cat and mouse game between tech and the governments to get into these devices, to get into these mm. things. And governments overseas, like in um, uh, uh, India recently, they just shut down the internet in um, Delhi because they didn't like how. People were were spreading content about uh, uh, protests, so they just all right, no internet, no, no 4G, 5G, 3G internet for the next week because. You can't.
0: Yeah. They turned to, the internet off.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, and, and and in Australia we we have a similar law. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, with, in Australia, it can. Oh uh, my god. Man. Uh, after the after the the Christchurch shooting happens, mm. um, we, Australia now has a law where if if the police or the, the e-safety commissioner, so that's a person, they're called the e-safety commissioner, they can decide what to shut down. So let's, let's, let's say there's another shooting happens and it's being live-streamed. Um, the police can order the ISPs and to just cut off access to Facebook just to, to stop that being shown in Australia. So Australians really? can't see Facebook for like an hour or two for while none. that's happening. So that that, that that that's definitely... The governments are realising the internet doesn't benefit them having it as an all-open thing i think over the next 10 10 years we'll see what used to be a wild west open do it do whatever you want place which is what i loved and what made me who who i am mm-hmm. be turned into a regulated controlled government looked after scenario yeah. which i can't see that as being any other way from that happening because yeah that it everyone uses it you can't have just like whatever you want on the internet like it's Mm. it's, once once it's that big you kind of have to control it somehow Mm. and it'll suck but that's just you know the realities of something being popular
0: (laughs) Mm. the most popular thing in the world yes (laughs) um so another thing that this is um i talked to um steve samatino the other day you know steve samatino Dame sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. He's a futurist, an Australian okay. futurist. And he's really good. He's you guys get on great talking about tech and futuristic <laughs> fucking tech and yep. what's yep. going on. And anyway, we were talking about um Libra, Facebook's um Facebook's cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so uh we employ people with my company all around the world and we and it's difficult to um to transfer money worldwide. There's no you know how like PayPal and Stripe, you know, they're like the worldwide payment lead payment gateway leaders. Like, you, you we use Stripe, and it's like fucking un- unbelievable how professional it is, how switched on it is, how the API can what what things you can do with it. Yep. Um, I don't actually really know what API even stands for, but we'll, we'll leave that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you, you might be the man to ask. But um, but there's no real great way to pay people. There's no Stripe of paying people abroad. There's about ten different platforms. Yep. Transfer-wise, PayPal, Payoneer, fucking whatever these other ones are. And they're all like 60% good, Mm -hmm. you know? Whereas Stripe's 100% good. Stripe's, you know, where you want to be. So anyway, so Facebook obviously want to have Libra as the worldwide um, Bitcoin. And I was actually super excited for it. I was like, this will be sick because it'll just be a seamless, instant way for everyone around the world to use their money you know and the when i was talking to steve Santino, he was like um he said yeah but the scary thing is um who builds our roads and i was like what and he goes this is why I th- another reason why i think that whether it's libra or something else in the future whether i th- this is another reason i think that um it'll be the next big wars or at some point there'll be tech versus government wars is because um Steve Samitano was like, who builds our roads? And I, was, I said, what do you mean who builds our roads? And he said, when no money goes through the government and when Facebook say, fuck off, we're not, you're not ta- taxing us, this is our platform, who builds the infrastructure that we, you know, that we that surrounds us? Schools, hospitals. Yeah, who builds the roads? And I was like, oh, that's an interesting mm-hmm. question. Um, but what do you think is the future of like, or well, how much do you know about Libra for one? Because I know that MasterCard and... These are pulled out and yeah, every, everyone's pulled out. Everyone's pulled yeah, out. Because
1: once they realised the the EU said they're not going to allow it. Yeah. They're not going to give Facebook a license to operate as a money like, they can make their own cryptocurrency and they can change money between users, but to actually get that from Facebook bucks to real money you can use in your shops. Yeah. Um that's been always been the challenge. That's what yeah. Bitcoin's had had uh, issues with. So banks have to be on board. Banks or like you can you can make your own bank. But the government has to, like, if you want to interact with money, um, you need the government's permission in some way yeah. or, 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 or another. Yeah. Even at a basic level, just to avoid money laundering, yeah. which is a known bad thing you should avoid because yes. it can be used for Organized crime. drugs, crime, yeah. uh, all kinds of bad things. Yeah. And that really li- limits the scope. So if Facebook could find a way to get places where you use money on board and just bypass cash altogether. And you, you, need in this where you don't want Australian dollars, you don't want US dollars, you want Facebook money, mm. then fine, you don't need the government permission.
0: I so that would be the Mastercard and Visa thing.
1: Not necessarily. That that would be, all, and, and Facebook and Visa were mostly on board because they were worried that if this takes off, we we want our one percent cut some, in some way to change from um, Facebook to f, um, fiat money. Yep. Um, that's and plus also it was just like we just want to be involved, we want a seat at the table. Yeah, for but sure. Because they left so quickly. Their hearts went over are in it they're happy with the the, the status quo of how, of how it is now i
0: um, think they were threatened by the governments too weren't they i think yeah, the american possibly. government said if you go into bed with facebook we will look very hard into your practices which we've turned a blind eye to for the last 50 years i would not
1: be surprised even mm. if that wasn't made public i'm sure there was some like smoke, yeah cigar room meeting was, like, <laughs> you know, look yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do this so yeah I, I i think it's interesting how the currency the dream was always a global currency we could spend anywhere without having to worry about exchange rates and everything like mm. that. And they ended up being a way for people to hold money, sell or to drugs keep the on secret, the darknet, sell drugs, or even just hide their money from the, the government to avoid mm. paying tax. Mm. That's kind of the unintended consequences I was talking about earlier. I'm sure the person who made Bitcoin had the positive intentions for it to be mm. a way to kind of free people from you know governments that are not doing the right thing, that are uh, 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 overbearing on the way mm. people manage their finances in reality it ended up being you know pretty much not an, an ideal scenario mm. what, what we have now so yeah i think with facebook's libra thing I, first of all i, I don't think they it'll, it'll, it'll actually happen in the way that facebook wants yeah because the way that they want it to happen needs a lot of government government cooperation mm. and the government just hates facebook. every government around the world hates facebook right, right now yeah because not only is there the fact that the whole tax thing and money thing they don't pay taxes where they shouldn't be paying them. That's a big issue for, for, yeah. for governments, just as a Facebook as a business. And the way that they manage the misinformation we were talking about earlier about mm. the, the algorithm and what news that, that they show you, the governments hate that, mm. P- particularly ones who, even Donald Trump might like it now because he's in power and that's how he you know, may have had a good way to influence people through Facebook. But as soon as there's someone else in power, they're not going to forget what happened 10 years ago and how mm. they got screwed over by Facebook. Mm. So there's a lot of things in, Facebook, in Facebook's way to make this a reality. And Facebook's very worried that, because at any moment, the government could go, look, you have, you have to split uh, WhatsApp, Instagram, Instagram mm. and separate companies, and, they, mm. and, and you have to make Messenger. this. Messenger. Yep. And, or you have to make this a uh, wholesale platform that anyone can build upon so that you can't hoard all this data about people. You have mm. to share that data with, with, like, as a wholesale thing. And facebook does not want that that is their worst case scenario mm. and that would impact their value in a massive way that's so the government and facebook have to kind of facebook has to kind of suck up the government a bit to mm. prevent that from happening or at least make it not happen soon as, like, sooner rather mm. than later mm.
0: so how do the chinese do it because the chinese pay through wechat Which,
1: yep they've done what <coughs> facebook wants yeah they just don't have cash like the government, but or, how are the
0: government involved with WeChat though?
1: Well, they they have full access to all the servers and all the information. So they
0: tax WeChat, uh, WeChat money?
1: Not, not 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 a tax. They can. Is
0: it Chinese dollar they pay, or whatever yen they pay on WeChat?
1: Uh, it's it's both. You can uh, you, you can get WeChat points dollars points score, effectively, and then you can convert that into uh, ren ren Reninbi, The CNY is what it's like the abbreviation. The, yeah. To do a currency conversion. Is that yeah. what China's China's currency the is? Ren- ren- I thought it was yen. Yeah. The, that is, it's also called the Chinese yen. So, yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Um, um, but like, but uh, WeChat is difficult. If you have a, a business, a tech business in China, the government and the law enforcement have full access to your servers. So they can monitor all the transactions. They know who's who. When you sign up for WeChat, it's linked to your personal identity. You can't make an account without giving your government uh, ID. Yep. So it's really hard to to prevent the nefarious stuff because China's all a, yeah, I'm not an expert on China but from what I've read it's all about ma- maintaining se- the social harmony they mm. want everything to be nice and neat and, and the same which is why you see the concentration camps up in the north of China that's why they hate they, they want um, a, 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 a t- um the different minority groups they're not a fan of because they don't act the way that the rest of China does they want mm-hmm. it to be all the same and uh, mm-hmm. homogenous and that would build social harmony to avoid the murderers to avoid uh, rapists and stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't know, don't, I don't know if that works or not, but that's, yeah, the, the, that's the, theory. The, the overall Chinese aim. Yeah, And being able to control the information is part of that. If they can't control what people send on, 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 on messaging apps or if they mm-hmm. can't control who's paying for what or who's making what uh, businesses, you end up with a Western scenario where it's just a free-for-all where mm-hmm. you get rapists and murderers and, mm. ba- and bad people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they do what what they do
0: no murder and rape in China they reckon
1: that's 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 why that, that, that's, their, their, their aim. that's their aim they, they want to make, maintain For social harmony and in a way a, a, a lot of the Chinese people buy into it because 20 30 years ago they were living on rice farms with poor ads and not mm. enough food mm. now the cities are massive. They're mm. living better than, than they ever have. So they've got no yeah, reason to question. Yeah, massive rising middle class. They've got no reason mm. to question what the government's done. I think Fair that will yeah. change. But, mm. you know, which we saw in um, uh, Hong Kong. Mm. They, they don't, Hong Kong has had that for such a long time. They don't want to be like China. So they protest. And, you know, China controls the information flowing through there too because they don't want it to happen in their country. Mm. But as soon as people get a, a taste of that freedom, it's that social harmony image gets torn down and then you've got riots and then you've got Mm. a big up upheaval and how things study worse. and they don't want that which is understandable but you know realistic Mm. probably not
0: yeah yeah yeah. um all right we could talk about that stuff all day i work because i think that maybe there might be some other coin that's not a real the fiat currency that just takes over one day but who knows but have you seen gattaca a long time ago how much do you know about bioengineering?
1: Not much at all. No, it's not really a field that I focus on. But I mean... What do you reckon of it? It sounds promising. I mean, who, who, who wouldn't want, uh, you know, to be cured of all kind of mm. uh, uh, illnesses and be mm. looked after, but... blonde hair, blue eye babies.
0: That's kind of creepy. <laughs>
1: but, you know... The that premise, should be yeah, that's illegal, where, right? Well, that, that's where regulation comes in. Mm. I mean, that, that's the whole thing around the, um, the stem cell research what is limits on what can and can't be done? Uh, and the CRISPR, have you heard of yep. CRISPR? A guy in China ignored the regulations and the kind of um, group think around what, how that should be research should be done that and he made a baby, well not made a baby, the baby was born with genes edited using that technique mm-hmm. and that, to kind of cut out a genetic, uh, uh, defects. A genetic a defect. Yeah. And they don't know what's going to happen to that baby now. And yeah. when that baby has... Grows up and has its own children. How's that age? How's that passed down? Mm-hmm. um So you know, we're seeing some of that happening with that technology now. We're kind of on on, on the cusp of it, mm. um, but I'm, I don't know enough about don't know whether it's good or bad. But it's very interesting stuff to, mm. to look at from a, a distance. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. Look, we won't go d- dive deep into that into that one. Maybe I've got one last question. Um So. Obviously, Australia's been on fire, and um, you know s- s- um, weather patterns around the world are seeming to be more um, aggressive, and so on and so forth. And this is what people have always said will happen with global warming. Um, whether you' not sure whether you um, are a denier of global warming or, or you're all um, you know behind the science of it or whatever. But is there? Do you uh, what type of technology in your kind of world is there anything that you've seen that's promising in the um in the future for attacking global warming
1: uh it'll, it'll exist sun wind and batteries and mm-hmm. we've got many reports of like australia could have a, a more than 100 percent renewable energy the total electricity sector could be zero emissions. Mm-hmm. Our cars could be zero emissions. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we just don't want to. That's the only yeah. thing on holding us back. I think the technology is not an issue now. Yeah. Pricing is not an issue now. Yeah. Um, the CSIRO, those lefty hi- hippies, scientists, mm-hmm. <laughs> are saying this. Yeah. It's, it, it's not a controversial thing to say within um, science anymore. It's, 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 it's controversial in society because of many reasons, but mm-hmm. we can definitely do it 100% renewables. We can make... We can make money selling our to, um f- to foreign countries in the form mm-hmm. of uh, m- m- materials. Mm-hmm. Um, al- uh, for example, making um, uh, uh, al- uh, aluminium, that's embodied power pretty much. Mm-hmm. It, the main cost for aluminium is the energy to, to, to make it, the, the the power. If we have free energy coming in from the sun and the wind, um, when there's lots of free energy, make the, the aluminium and sell it to to asia Mm -hmm. because they don't have the resources that australia has you know Mm -hmm. we have we're lucky to have a big continent all all to ourselves where in perth the western It's sunny when it's dark here Mm -hmm. build a long cable Mm -hmm. they've done it in china they've got from the east to west of their country a long power cable to get the um the power from the the hydro dams the massive dams that that they have to power the interior of the country where it's snow Mm -hmm. and the mountain and Mm -hmm. and desert Mm -hmm. so we we can do all that the technology is not an issue is just politicians beholden to the coal to mine lobby it's mm. literally like a dozen people in, in, in my opinion i think that's a, a quite common opinion from a lot of people who's like it's just like a handful of people yeah who are i think if you are, are obscenely rich rich right now already or, or or have power yeah and just want to hold on to what they have and they really care about the consequences of it and if, <sighs> if if they went away or if they weren't listened to we, mm. we would have it wouldn't solve the whole yeah, yeah, emissions yeah. problem but half. We can cut it by half within 10 years. Yeah. That, that, that's not... Our government says that's unrealistic and it'll, it'll destroy the economy. It, it won't. Like, no, yeah. There's no... All the reports that have been done on it say it won't. Mm. Their own reports say, say yeah. it won't. So it, what the politicians are saying is different than what the departments are saying. Yeah. Who, who do you believe? In, uh, mm. No non believes politicians, surely. Mm. Of course, mm. they're, they're going to have mm. some kind of hidden agenda. Mm. So it, that, that's why it's so so frustrating to, to see this. Australia mm. could be the world leaders in this, but we're not. Oh, yeah. We're missing a good opportunity to to lead on this and sell our, and sell our stuff to the the rest of the world and build yeah. a, a more prosperous country. But well, we're not
0: how there. unfortunate is greed? The the character trait of greed, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, at, at this point, I, it's greed, but also just a stupidity and like a yeah. small small minded yeah thing. I mean, I, the people who have no skin in the game, like just like your average person in the street who doesn't believe that climate change is a thing, first of all, I, I, I don't understand how you formed that opinion without... Yeah. They say that I, I'm not... I, the whole point... The reason that often they don't believe that is because they think that they're smarter than everyone else, mm. that, that they've seen the truth. Yeah, I don't know how you could actually see the truth yet still think that. Mm. And yeah, it's it's some weird... It's more than just greed at this point. It's... it's I think it's it's about... Uh, part of the whole culture war thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, personal identification through climate change. Which is, yeah, you know? I agree. No, it's the no, us versus
0: them and it's yeah. the, it's the, it goes back to the algorithm thing.
1: If I think that plays a big part. Dead
0: in- set, 100%. percent i got a Facebook group with uh, a few of my buddies and I had no idea it was going to go this way because I'm not super conspiratorial. I set the Facebook group up and my three mates in there, they just go hard on just conspiracy, this, conspiracy, that. And a lot of it's um, not global warming denial but like Kind of, it's it kind of like leans towards that a lot. Um, but, um, yeah, I had a guest on the other day and he was talking about that. He was a journalist and he was talking about, um, the fact that 99% of the world's scientists now are in agreement that it's human, you know, human made. And, 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 that,
1: and that's very rare for scientists to agree. yeah, that, yeah, wait on the same topic. In yeah. a topics you can, there's a lot of ifs and buts. But yeah. Climate change, like, yeah, it's,
0: yeah. It's like, uh, Yeah, and, um, yeah, it was Rowan Connolly, the footy writer, actually. We just talked about, we actually just talked about, um, journalism, really. We didn't talk about footy at all. And, um, but we, yeah, he was, he made a good point. He's like, what other, what other thing that we have in our scientific life is backed by 99% of the scientists? And we go, fuck off, mate. What are you on about? It's the world's always been warm and all. What you come up with some other, it's like, you try and use, like, um, I think he used like um, chemotherapy, you know, like going in and going like, "Look, you have a you have a tumor, um, we're gonna have to attack it with some chemotherapy." And you're going like, "You know what, doc? Nah, I'm not chemotherapy. I don't believe, don't in, believe it. in it." It's like, well, you can choose not to believe in in uh, science, but you know, why'd you fucking buy a TV? Why do you use a mobile phone? Like, we our lives are backed by science, so it is yeah, it's a real. Um, but it all just comes down to economic factors, which is really annoying because. I think humans are inherently good, you know. I always say this on the, on the podcast. I whether you agree or disagree, you know. Some people disagree, some people agree, but I think we're inherently good, but yeah, we're just we're just trapped in this fucked up uh culture that just is dumb and greedy and, and um it's all kind of snowballed and gone a bit out of control, but anyway. But uh well that's interesting though. So yeah, you reckon we could be carbon neutral in 10 years if we decided to. I, I think
1: so. <coughs> if, if we, mm. if Australia, at, at the very least, would be like 90%. Yeah. That last 10% could be difficult. Yeah. But just with, and without spending a lot of money either, like, if you end the subsidies that we give to, say, the, if you increase the, um, the fuel exercise tax a bit, to not punish, but to make people get away from petrol cars yep. or from diesel trucks mm-hmm. to look into other stuff, use that money to build or even if you just let investors if you had a, a strong policy that said look we're not going to tear down the benefits that we give you we're not going to tear down these um uh, programs and these schemes Investors will come and go. look we've got a guarantee for at least tw- 20 years of the lifetime of our investment we can actually put the money in and build these things mm-hmm. if we get support from state governments to build the um surrounding if, if like just the the, um, the power lines and um to train people to build this stuff and to look after it, um, they'll come in and invest, because it is mm. a good investment. And mm. You can make money out of it. Some mm. of these companies in the world, are, like, if you look at your, your uh, super funds, the green super funds are making way more money than the other funds, because there's just so much demand around the world for this yeah. stuff. And we're only just starting. Growing economy. Like, think about how, much, how little renewable energy there is at the moment, how much 100%. we need. It's, 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 and it's, it's, it's going to explode.
0: Necessity is a mother of invention. Yeah.
1: So. so I think that stuff can all happen. and a lot of it's very s- simple stuff like if i can understand that there's proper en- uh uh engineers and designers who can who can do it in, in their sleep mm-hmm. and then let them tackle the <coughs> difficult stuff and they'll find a solution to it like it's it's not that hard mm. like um, we we can find a way or even if we just have to change a few habits around how we use power and the incentives for how we ch- charge for it and how we could pay for it um, can make a big difference. If you of all the solar panels on the roofs in our houses, mm. a lot of people in Australia are quite lucky that we understand how power pricing works. For us, mm-hmm. we end up, like, you've got off-peak, on-peak. And mm-hmm. Elsewhere in the world, it's pretty much just use whatever you want. So mm-hmm. they can, you know, the relationship we have with electricity in Australia is very different than how the rest of the world sees it. In the rest mm-hmm. of the world, in America, that is a build-wind fast and it just happens and no one complains. Mm-hmm. in Australia, it's a lot more personal and a lot more, uh, politics have turned it into an issue. Whereas in America, like in California, um, they've got tons of re- re- renewable energy. They're probably the world leaders in the, in that in the sector. They did that under a rep- 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 Republican uh, governor, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger was mm-hmm. the guy who led that, and he's a conservative Republican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Australia and in, in in the UK, they got tons of wind power, offshore, onshore. They've got a conservative government, like li- mm-hmm. literally, like you know, it's a conservative government. It's not a, it's not a debate there whether we should do this or not. Yeah. in Australia, it seems to be an issue here because our government has turned it in, turned it into one, mm. probably because. Again, if there's dozens dozen or so people who, who are in the mining lobby or who have some mm. reason to, to to want to create an us versus them debate over mm. this topic, mm. the rest of the world hasn't, hasn't done that. Mm. And it's like it's so sad that it's the place where it happened because we have so much to benefit from it and we can make the most use of it.
0: Mm. Man, that was a great answer, to be honest. I'll learn a lot in that answer. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's been, that's, that's been, I know a lot of... Because <clears throat> I've been in tech stuff for so long now. Yeah, I kind of know what's happening in the tech industry and stuff like that. Whereas looking at the renewable energy industry, it's very exciting because it's still kind of fresh and new yeah, we've got yeah, a yeah. Lot, a lot a lot to learn. And a lot of people that I went to, to TAFE and uni with now work in the renewable sector instead because they found it be more engaging and more interesting and more useful than tech. Tech's now, we've had it now for 30, 40 years. Yeah. The industry's kind of uh, uh, plateaued now. It's yeah. not as exciting as it once was. Yeah. Because renewable energy is kind of like what that tech boom was in the 90s. Yeah. That's how I see it, and a lot of tech people see it. Like really? We want to go towards renewable energy Mike um, Cannon-Brooks the uh, Outlastin uh, co-founder he's big on renewable energy he's, mm. um, he wants to run a cable from Northern Territory to Malaysia and Singapore to sell our power to mm-hmm. to, to, to them that's the kind of stuff we should be investing in not an, a coal mine in the great, near the Great Barrier Reef that will take all the water away from underground stuff and, and, and maybe 500 jobs yeah that's such a short, short small-minded thinking
0: yeah yeah. that's interesting um, well I hope there's a renewable energy boom going on and it continues um, alright I've got another question for you um, and I'm gonna we'll wrap the show up soon we've been going for a while um, so I've got one really broad question it might irk you a little bit but is technology good for us
1: I, I think when used by good people it is like when you just let it be and let it go to its own, 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 own devices and let Society sort it out. No, we're seeing that now. That that's not how you should treat a technology or treat a mm-hmm. new invention. You have to um, guide it through and make sure it's not used in a, in a bad way. When mm-hmm. you when you just make something and hope for the best, that that's not a good idea. Mm. So yeah.
0: yeah, The reason I say that is, um, and far out listeners of this show would have heard me talk about this book fifty thousand times. There's this book here called Tribe. Have you heard of Tribe? No? So this guy, Sebastian Younger, he's a war journalist and um, war reporter. And anyway, he, he's written about, um, it's basically like a play on we're tribal people and we're pushing shit uphill in the society that we live in, you know? Okay. Um, you know, public transport, office cubicles, one bedroom apartments, you know, like we don't really, using the term lean in again, like lean into our history in our past and you know what we really probably have in our in our blood and and that's that we're community driven you know family driven we want to be around people and so on so we want to be in nature and then now like i'm as you can tell i i'm not i don't want to sound like i think that i know what i'm talking about because i don't but i take a keen interest in technology i'm very fired up by technology you know i i genuinely am um i reckon it's Fucking awesome that we're going to go to Mars one of these days and potentially, you know, set up a settlement there. And I want to travel intergalactically, not me, yeah. but, you know, I want us to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. Like, I, I'm, I'm fired up by it. But I don't personally believe that we're probably better off than if we were hunter gatherer as societies, as like general, like from the day you're born to the day you die. Your full life cycle and how happy and general wellness you feel throughout that period, I think we're doing it wrong. It's nobody's fault. Yeah, yeah. We are just agriculture, p- population boom, technology. Here we are. You know, yeah. nobody did it. Nobody can be blamed. We're making the best of it. I think humans are good, like I said, but I don't think that we're doing it right. Um, just by chance. Yeah. That's kind of what I what I what I wonder. If you think deeply about tech and it's um, technology, as in well, agriculture and in the industrial age and technology in a general sense for the last ten thousand years, I guess. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't yeah, know I, whether it's good for us or not. Or you I, can answer it anyway. Yeah,
1: I mean, I definitely think life is better now than it was in the fifteen you know, hundreds. Yes. So I, I think. I think that is true. Yeah. I mean, having medicine, clean yep. water, sewage,
0: less um, child, um, child. Yes,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah, not having to, you know, having a being able to live to eighty is yep. nice. <laughs> but... um the technology that I think about mostly is mostly the impact of the technology that I'm responsible for, as in yeah. like uh, online media stuff and um, the internet is the, the technology that I kind of care about the most. Yes. How that's impacted society. I think for me, because I think I've, I've lived through the internet. Like I was, I'm, There's a group of people who remember the time before the internet. Me, I'm yeah, one of them. Yeah, so I remember, it wasn't until I was a teenager until I, until I had the internet, whereas yeah. until um, kids now have it from day one, literally yeah. like f- when they can look at stuff as a, a toddler they're looking at YouTube, they're yeah. looking at videos. So I am interested to see how that changes people. And I think mm. ch- the, the, the bad, the worst people at it are kind of older people because they have so much of their lives, but they didn't have this technology. Mm. Now it's there. They don't quite understand it. If you've, if you've ever seen old people interact on the internet, it's almost... So with a furrowed brow, a, a comedy almost. Like. Yes, like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some <clears throat> people at our age too are similar, but um, think younger people definitely get it. I think younger mm. people who have grown up with it, um, they hopefully they're a lot more suspicious of the internet and suspicious of things than what you and I are, and even mm. much more so than what our parents are. Yeah, because um, it's, you know, that's it's just, been part of their life from yeah. The day they're one. just more used to it. And I think I don't think it's as bad as people think. It's also it could be better, of course. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not in the camp where we need to throw our, all, all our phones in the, in the river and go mm. back to not using the internet. I think the internet's been, on average, a good thing. It's only gone bad in the last kind of few years. Mm. I think that can be brought under control because it's only a handful of businesses that are responsible for it, mm. and enforcing punishments helps. Like putting people in jail helps. Like mm-hmm. if you like if you get caught, like a lot of the um, like the Facebook stuff that 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 be fined for in America. They got a five billion dollar fine. All right, it's the biggest fine ever for um, in not adhering to privacy regulations. But nothing's going to change until someone goes goes to jail for it. Yeah. Um, in Germany, people went to jail for the Volkswagen diesel scandal, and you see the industry take that very seriously. I mean, Volkswagen uh, make such massive investments into um, uh, uh, electric cars because they don't want to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas in uh, Facebook, they're not scared of going to jail. Mm. There has to be real consequences for what happens to, to go wrong, and I think if you locked up a few tech executives, some of the industry would go shit. All right, we have to actually adhere to these laws and mm. take. We have to consider what the wider consequences of what we do, rather than just uh, we do this. We make money. Pay, we pay a fine. That's just part of doing business. Mm. I think more people should go to jail for abusing their the society's good, good good goodwill like that, mm. and that doesn't happen for white collar crime. Mostly, mm. mostly happens for people who are like uh, hurting others yeah. or for theft not yeah. like, even like the wage theft like you know, people who work in restaurants work so hard and their boss doesn't pay them properly the mm. boss should go to jail for that not mm. just be fined Yeah. then suddenly people will stop will stop paying properly if you, yeah. you got the risk of getting in jail you're not going to fuck around and yeah. you know, take the risk you're going to pay mm. properly mm. and that's what needs to be done because people are not taking it seriously enough
0: mm. yeah that's interesting yeah look yeah, I think technology is obviously not going anywhere, unless we get hit by an asteroid.
1: Now, like I said, you can't take technology back. Once it's out there, nah. you're stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. You can try and mold it and change it, but it's yeah, definitely work with not anyway. anyway.
0: Mm, nah, absolutely. And I think um, there's some really amazing technology that's um, going to make the world a lot better, you know? clean The clean meat revolution, I think, will that's really be one yeah. of the most um, fascinating things that will that'll happen in our lifetimes. And I think that'll it's going to get rid of the emissions from... Animal agriculture. Yep, it's going to get rid of the the thing that in a hundred years we'll look back on and say we were savages, and that's yep. cruelty to animals. And it's going to get rid of. Uh, it's going to give back one third of the world's land, really, because what will happen is, because of economies of scale and the way that meat production will work in twenty years' time, everyone is already signing on to become clean meat. You know, Memphis Meats or Tyson Meats or whatever it was, the biggest meat provider. No, Tyson, Tyson Meats, I think, He's already signed up. So to 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 do um, over the next ten years to you know start producing all their meat and meat breweries and so forth and 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 that you know is is incredibly fascinating and and awesome for the future and you know population will will continue to rise but then it'll fall. Every, everything is showing from like um, birth rates are way below replacement rates in most of the most of the world. So you know I think that in a hundred years' time it could look like a shitload of progress, a shitload of Um, in technology, a shitload less people on the planet, a shitload more sustainable, and then technology probably is pretty exciting for a sustainable um, future. But yeah, and a happy future. Really, you just want the planet to be happy and the people to be happy and technology can either fuck it up for us or it can save it for us at this point.
1: Yeah, and that's that's why technology is interesting to to so many people Mm. because that... Either or is like that's what makes it makes it exciting.
0: Mm, Definitely is exciting. All right. um, So, what about you, uh, Anthony? So, your future, like, what is, um, what is, yeah, what's the future look like for you? Where do you want to be in, 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 you know, five years, ten years time?
1: Um, hopefully, keep doing what I'm doing now with a bit more money. I'm (laughs) doing well. I've got. I'm quite lucky to have what I have. Um, Yeah. I don't think it's even. Skill so much it's just pure luck yeah. right, right place right time <laughs> yeah, cool. the right background sure there's a little bit of skill involved mate a little bit but, <laughs> but most I think it's luck and I'm very lucky to have what I have so i yep. pretty happy to keep doing what I, what I do
0: that's great yeah. alright so um, before we wrap it up where can people find you so anything you want to plug people I'm sure a lot of people would be interested in everything yeah, we talked so about today to so
1: thesizzle.com.au and you can sign up for a free trial of the newsletter mm-hmm. every week there's a free condensed version of what I do every day yep. and if you like it you can go to a daily newsletter so every afternoon um, I finish just, I'm going to go home and, and write it <laughs> and um, yep. for f- five bucks a month and, and get tech news sent to you and also I'm um, on Twitter uh, decryption that's my username there mm-hmm. that's why I kind of do most of my social media there and, yeah that's the best place to catch up with, with what I do
0: cool well far out thanks for coming on the show Anthony thank absolute thank, ripper thank, of a show yeah, thank you for having me yeah. to
1: chat about very, very broad topics yeah yeah
0: no it was, it was great I really enjoyed it so um, that's it from us and that's a wrap Alrighty, gang. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that show, please support us. Um, ways you can do that is you can support us by subscribing on all good podcasting platforms. Uh, if that's the way you want to do it, maybe just, you know, maybe do it. Then just like <coughs> steal, you know, your mum's phone, your dad's phone, your brother's phone, whoever you're with. Maybe just even go into an iPhone store. And just you know, open up their phones, hit subscribe. Uh, that'd be great. Just bumps up our numbers. Um, you know, fake downloads are as good as real downloads. Let's be honest. And um, yeah, you can also subscribe on YouTube uh, at Bill Kerr TV. Same deal. You know, borrow someone else's computer. Just set up a few fake Gmail accounts if you really want to. Really want to support us and you know get as many subscribers across the line for us as you can. And uh, and also. You can support us by supporting our sponsors. So True Protein, head to trueprotein.com.au. Use the code bro for 10% off. Head to au.yeti.com forward slash bro for uh, anything cooler related and outdoor wear related. Yeti are the only place to go. And head to athena.co A-T-H-Y-N-A for 20% off on staffing solution services. This has been Philosophy Through the Eyes of an Idiot. See you next week.